This is the Your Dream or Mind podcast, the place to be if you want to be inspired, encouraged, uplifted and captivated by the stories of others who have been brave enough to vocalise their dreams and then do the work to achieve them. I'm your host, Laura Cruz, a coach and fellow dreamer who has made her dreams come true and can help you to do the same. Listen each week as I share with you tales of dreams achieved both by my guests and me. Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Search for Laura Cruz Coaching. Enjoy the episode. wonderful guest today on the Your Dream or Mind podcast is the fabulous Helen Bowden, who is a hugely experienced radio presenter and um, kind of media expert with 25 years of experience um, in the industry. I was introduced to Helen because I'd met her husband, Mark. And it's just that kind of, for me, that serendipity of meeting somebody that you connect really well with through a third party and realizing that you can work together so well. So Helen, lovely to have you here today. Thank you, Laura. It's great to be here. Thank you. So Helen, I've just given a, a smidge of information about you, but tell mm. us a little bit about you then and, and who you are and what you do. Okay. So I started in radio, gosh, more than 25 years ago. I started as a presenter working on the breakfast show in local radio and I stayed as a presenter for, for quite some time. But I, looking back now, when I look back at it, I think, was it the right thing to do? You know, it was obviously right at that moment, but I decided that management was the way I wanted to go in media. And I wanted to work my way up the ladder. And I've always been very, excuse me, ambitious. So going from presenter for years, uh, building up my career there, I then went into program management that's looking after all the programs on the local radio station, the music, the presenters, the training, all of that. And then I worked my way up to managing director. So literally running the whole radio station. So we were based up north in Blackpool, my husband's hometown, where we had our children. Uh, I worked literally, my, I took three or four months off at a time having my babies and worked my way up to managing director, which I, which I did up until um, 2016. And I have to say, you know, I learned a lot in media, media, and I love the, I love radio as a, as a medium, but that job was probably the most stressful job I've ever done in my whole life, you know, because when you get to that level, it's all about advertising revenues. It's all about keeping the stations going. It's all about making sure the staff are happy. It's, it's every element of the business that you're, you know, and every pressure to hit target is on you and nobody else. So decided to step away from that for a while, which I did. But in my head, I was always like, you know, I love presenting. I know I'm a good presenter. I've been a good presenter. There's no reason why I can't go back to it again. Really wanted to go into the BBC. Um, and I did get a job with the BBC. I did all that whole, like, you know, positive mindset. Let's try and be, let's try and manifest yeah. this. I got in the BBC, but as assistant editor. So in another management position, which I did for two years at BBC Radio Wales. And I think... I'll just touch on this very briefly. I don't want this to be the core of this conversation. But whilst I'd literally been six weeks in the job and my sister who lived in New York had got cancer and six weeks into the job, she was dying. I had to go out to New York and care for her. So I had to take time out. I took about seven weeks off from this new job that I had to go and care for her and be there when she died. And um, it was just the most 
life-changing, awful thing that has ever happened. I've lost both my parents, but this is just, that was just like the biggest thing that had ever happened to me. And so I never really got into the job. I always find it really hard. I was always on the back foot all the time. I just, you know, and I think when something big like that happens in your life, you absolutely reevaluate everything. Like, even yeah. if you don't want to, that's what's going to happen to you. Um, and so in March last year, literally as we went into full lockdown, my contract with the BBC ended and they decided not to take it any further. And in a way, I was really glad because I just thought, I just need time out. I need time out to think about what I really want to do in my life, to grieve because I hadn't. and just to be, just to just be, you know, a mum and a housekeeper and all of that. I just needed to, to, to sort of focus on and then really start thinking about where my skills are and what I really, really wanted to do. And so it's been a, a real journey. And I know you talk about lockdown and not sort of focusing on lockdown, but I think for so many people, it has brought about so many changes and so much realisation about where you are as a person and what you want to achieve in your life. And I think that's exactly what it's done for me. So I'm in the process of setting up a voiceover business. I've done loads of e-learning voiceovers. Um, I, I've done an all just finished an audio book, which, which was a mammoth task, but it was brilliant. And so that's where I'm at. I'm just figuring out now where, where I'm going to go next and what I want to do. Wow. Amazing. I just think, you know, when uh, when I speak to people and they've worked in kind of industries like radio and, you know, and, you know, like you say, you got to the BBC, it all sounds so glamorous and so exciting and interest, interesting. I, I, I'm guessing that the reality is a little bit further away from. Yeah, from it is. And, and the thing is with the BBC, and I mean this in the best possible way, because if they offered me a presenting job tomorrow, I'd snap it up straight away because we'll talk about that in a minute about my dream job. But the thing about the BBC is that it's such a huge organisation that is so ingrained. And in fact, I would probably say about 70 percent of the people that I met in the BBC when I worked there had been there from the very start of their careers. They'd been there 30 and 40 years. And I went in with a commercial background. It was a very, very difficult meeting of two media minds. It was just so different to anything I'd ever experienced before. Coupled with being away for six, seven weeks and the grief of losing my sister and really finding all that so hard to deal with. So you're right. It's not as glamorous, but I think I had it set in my head that I was going to work at the BBC and I got there. I did get there. I just don't think it was in the area that um, I was perhaps meant to be in. I think, I think, I think I'd been done. I think I was done with the management side of things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because when you talked earlier about the, when you were the managing director um, in your previous position, when you talked about it, it sounds like that was so far away from all the elements of radio that you were first drawn into. Absolutely. And I always said that. I think at the end when I left, it was because that's, I didn't go into radio for that. I went into radio because I loved, uh, you know, the, 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 the end. I mean, I have to say with commercial radio, it's very different to the BBC and commercial radio is very much structured. You say this, you introduce that record, you just play music. Whereas I want to, I decided that I got to the stage where I want to do something more meaty. So I want to interview people and yeah. I want a job where I can I can talk more, which you can't really do in commercial radio. And I don't think people really understand that there's such a big difference between the two. And so for me, commercial, I, I'd had my time with commercial radio. It was, 
I, I was done with that. And, and it was great. And it taught me a lot. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about management. I learned a lot about people. And, and I did a lot in that time in terms of bringing the radio stations into the community and driving award ceremonies for local people and uh, creating bigger and bigger events. Um, and so I was really proud of that. I was proud of what I did, but it was time then to, to move on. And uh, I think it all sort of came at the right time, really. So it was interesting, again, when you talked about the, your contract coming to an end in March 2020, and you said you were, I think you said you were quite relieved or quite, yeah. that's, that's, that's an interesting response because I actually was expecting you to say, I felt, oh my God, like a bit terrified because it was at the start of what has, you know, has been a pretty consistent lockdown. Mm. Um, but it's so interesting that your approach was actually, hey, this is time for me to take my foot off the gas, you know, take my foot off the accelerator and just kind of set, sit back a little bit and and process, like you say, grief for your sister, but process some of those those thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I, the other thing is, Loris, ever since I, you know, I left university um, and I've literally worked my whole life, you know, I'm nearly 55. I've never been without a job. I, I've always worked. I've never claimed anything or, you know, never been without work. And I've always worked really hard. I've always had a really good work ethic. And it was interesting because another friend of mine that worked in radio, she is a presenter. She went, she, we, we literally swapped because she was in sales and she went then to become a really successful radio presenter. And I went down the management route and I was talking to her. We've been friends for a long time. And she said, look, she said, just take some time out. There's no harm in really thinking about what you want to do and where you want to go. And if you take, if it takes you a year or it takes you two years, if you, if you can afford to do it, then you, you have to do it because I do think there's a point in your life when you, you have to stop and you have to say, you have to take a deep breath and you have to say, where do I want to be now? At this point in my life, yeah. what is going to make me happy? What is going, you know, driving, to, I was driving to Cardiff from Swansea every day. It was like an hour, hour and a half there and back. It's in the car a lot. I, you know, I just didn't want to do that anymore. Just, you know, I just felt, I mean, I'm not old, but I just felt like I'd done it. I'd, I'd done it previously. I don't want to do it anymore. And so I think having that time out, I convinced myself that it was actually a really good thing. Even if it perhaps at that moment in time when I realized I didn't have a job anymore, it, but it still was, it was actually, this is okay. I'm going to be okay because I, I can have some time now to really sort myself out and, and realize what I'm good at. That's the key. Yes. Because we're not very good at that. We're not very good at saying what we're good at. Yes, exactly. It's uh, it's so interesting in my in my work, Helen. As you know, my my passion is helping women. Um, not to say I don't work with men, but I mainly work with women um, in what I call part two of their lives. Work out what it is that they want to do, what kind of floats their boat, what they're passionate about, what makes them tick. Kind of you know what their fire in their belly is about, and kind of putting those putting that into action like taking the steps to making that happen yeah and you have absolutely I did that for myself when I became a single mum and then kind of went on that journey to kind of reinventing my life but what you've just said then is so powerful because it's not about at a particular age it's not about a particular point um it's just that kind of realization of taking that time to reflect and really thinking about what makes you tick yeah Definitely. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I think people are scared to do it and I get it. 
And, you know, financially, I, I was in an okay position, not brilliant. Luckily, you know, I was able to help my husband and he's got his own business. So I was able to jump in and help him out with his, with the admin and, and take some of that pressure off so he could concentrate on growing, which is what he's done, which has been brilliant. But it's scary. And it's scary because that was me. That was who I was. I was the go out there, confident managing director, you know, business person that would, that just didn't stop. Went out, got up early in the morning, went to my job, came home, did a little bit at home. And that, you know, that was me. And suddenly all of that is stripped away and your children see you differently as well. Cause suddenly my kids are like, "Mm, you know, mum's not at work and we not have, we haven't got her salary coming in anymore. And they keep learning about that. And, you know, so suddenly all the dynamics at home change, coupled with we're all stuck together (laughs) in the same house day in and day out. So it's, yeah, um, yeah, I think it, it, I almost want to say that lockdown's been good in that respect because it really, it it really binds everything. It sort of, uh, it, it changes your focus and your family focus as well as your own focus, everything has changed do you think then in some ways that the fact that your contract came to an end was kind of quite fortuitous because taking the decision to kind of resign and leave something is perhaps is that kind of step further I don't know it just it it just feels like it, it all happened at the right time for you yeah I think so I mean look you know the bottom line for me is and I've not really said this to anybody I'm saying it publicly now is I didn't really fit in that job and I knew it deep down I knew I didn't fit I knew that it wasn't what I really really wanted to do I thought it was a way of getting into the BBC I thought once my foot was in the door other opportunities would open up for me and I think probably if we hadn't gone into lockdown that might have been the case uh, because I had made contacts with so many people there uh, that were interested in maybe possibly doing some work and then of course they shut the building down and, and everything changed but I, it, I, I think it was a forced, a forced move that I turned into a, a better situation for myself. I could have literally hidden away, cried for weeks or whatever, but I didn't. I, I, I decided that I had to turn this into a positive for me, and and I had to think about myself instead of having yeah. to think about everybody else, which is what I'd always done. Yeah. So, you know, when, when something big happens in your life, when you lose somebody or something major affects you, you reevaluate everything. You literally rethink butterfly. I was out all the time. I was appearing at this event, wanted to be seen here, wanted to be seen there, felt it was part of what I did. And then suddenly I was like, no, I am not doing this anymore. This is not, this is not who I want to be. It's not the person I want to be. And so you know, you'd be invited to get me of an envelope and I would, it was, that was, that was the, that was the, the realms of work I was in. Yeah. Um, I just didn't want to do it anymore. And I think all of that combined with losing Sam and losing that one stable person I'd always gone to for advice and everything else, not having her made me rethink who I was and what I, what I needed to do in my life massively. That takes such a, ma- a huge amount of bravery, Helen, I think to, to go, actually, I don't want to do that anymore. Mm. But but I also think it's 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 easier to identify the things that you don't want to do, but then it's harder to work out what it is that you do want to do. So it's quite yeah. easy to know I don't want to do that, but actually, what am I going to do? So when you were when you had that time to think and reflect and explore, you kind of 
what's your new, what's your new dream then? Because I think what's so powerful about your story is that you can be on one trajectory of your life and then mm. things change and then you go, actually, you know, you know, there's, like you said, you're, you're still young. There's lots to do. So what, what's kind of your next dream or goal? What are you working towards? Well, I'm setting up my own little company doing voiceovers because I, I, I know that I can do that and I can do it very well. And I do a lot of e-learning and a lot of corporate work. So then I've just done an audio book, which I did, and I thoroughly enjoyed doing that. And that was all about positive thinking and realizing your dreams. And, you know, so I gained a lot from that. But my, you know, I, I want to be a presenter again. That's my ultimate dream and my goal. And, you know, I've got my little vision board on my phone and, um, and I, I put it up every day and it's got a picture of, uh, the BBC and it's got what what I would say is I open the show and every day I look at it and I say it and I think you know because that's what I want to do now it might never happen again for me but when you have something that is so clear in your head that you want I think you've got to keep going for it the, 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 the problem we're in is that times have changed we're in lockdown a lot of these businesses a lot of radio stations have shut their doors there's no local radio anymore a lot of presenters are working from home. They've had to set up studios at home because they're not allowed to go into the building. And I even had a message from the editor at the BBC today to say, you know, things change every day. It's just unbelievable. So I know that right now it probably isn't going to happen, but I'm still going to visualize it. I'm still going to dream about it. I'm still going to put it out there that that's what I want because I know in my mind, in my head, I was a good presenter. I, I can be a really good presenter. Yeah, and it's the only thing that I will say strongly that I know I'm good at. I, you know, I, I I very rarely blow my own trumpet. I very rarely say what I'm good at, but I know I'm good at that. I know it. Yeah. So that's what I want to be doing, and I have just have to convince somebody, or it has to be the right time, or you know, and all of this is we're starting to get back to some normality. I'm just hoping that I can get can get to that position again. If not, I've got my little voiceover. Going to set my studio up. I'm going to do all of that. So I'm always going to be having work in. And you never know, that might take off in a completely different direction. And then I won't want yeah. to do more. So who knows? Yeah. So I love that. And I, so one of the, uh, the ways that I work with my clients when they're exploring their dreams is that is this dream model that I've, that I've created to kind of help order your thoughts. And the, the M in the, of the, of the word dream is for magic. So if you were mm. to, and I think it's so important that when we're looking at what we want to do, we connect with that feeling. We connect mm. with, you know, okay, so if I'm going to do this, what is in it for me? What is the power of that feeling or the emotion or the, you know, achievement? What is it? So if you were to, you know, to secure that that kind of presenter position at the BBC doing like interview-based work, Helen, what is the magic of that for you? just think it would be it would it would be as if the only thing way I can describe it is if you're just in that absolute perfect place where it's all like it's almost like all the stars are aligned you know everything yeah you it, it would just be a feeling of pure satisfaction absolute full this is it this is where I am meant to be this is what I'm meant to do and do you know what's really weird is that the last few nights, I've been having really strange dreams, really, really strange dreams. And two nights on the trot, I've had the same dream. And it's been, I've been going into to be a presenter and I've totally screwed up the show. I'm, I'm rubbish at it. Absolutely. Think, and, and, and the people in the, in the business are saying, 
got to get her out, but we don't know how we're going to get her out because she's so fat. <laughs> oh no, that's yeah. not a dream. That's a nightmare, but, Helen. I, well, I know, but I've had it and I've had it two nights on the trot in the same place, only a different station name. So it wasn't even the right same station name. And I keep like the music runs out and I've got, I've got nothing to say, you know, all those sorts of awful things, you know. So then I keep thinking, well, they always say the opposite happens in dreams like that. So uh, it can only be a good thing. But it is that, going back to your question, I just think it's that absolute satisfaction, that pure joy of knowing that you are doing something that you absolutely love. Yeah. And from the bottom of your heart, you love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Brilliant. So this, uh, I love this audio book that you've been doing as well. It's fascinating because, it, you know, when you meet people who are doing stuff that you've never really thought about before. So mm. I just think it's so fascinating because you were talking about the saying to me before about the trials and tribulations of having to record when there's people in the house. Right. This is one of the issues of lockdown. We have a studio space. I've got like a, a bit that we've cordoned off to make it soundproof. Um, that I can use, but it literally is WhatsApping the whole family in the house and saying, nobody come out of your room for the next hour because I'm recording. Don't go to the loo, don't close the door, keep the dog out, you know, all of that. But I've managed to get to get uh, a grant, which is amazing, to help me set up my own little studio booth. Because I think I think with audiobooks, if you find the right book, uh, which I think I did with this one, with this discover, it was, it's called Love, Thrive and Discover Yourself with the Power of Positive Thinking. So it's all about a lot of things that you talk about. Yeah. And, uh, and interesting. And, and also some of, some of it you have talked about before. So it's obvious, you know, it's obviously, uh, around the same thing. So I think I can really do that well. I and mean, it's another thing that, you know, the, the author was so, so happy with what I did and she was so lovely and, and that gives satisfaction just when somebody says, I'm really, really happy with what you've done. Yeah. You know, that makes you feel like, oh, you know, I, I hopefully I've done your book justice. Um, I think novels are a bit different. I've started a novel, but it's so long and there are some chapters in it that I'm not sure I want to read because I didn't realize it was that type of novel when I took it up. Oh, you know right. I mean? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of like, hmm, do I want to do this? I don't know. Certainly not going to do it until I've got my booth. <laughs> That's my right. Intriguing, Helen. You can tell yes, me when we finish recording what that's all about. <laughs> wow, that's so interesting. So before we finish for today, I just think it's fascinating. And I really hope I've written about two or three pages of my book, Helen. When I get my book done, perhaps oh, you, can, uh, you can do the audio book for me. Um, <laughs> I'll do the audio. Yeah. Before we finish for today, is there something that you... Is there a piece of advice or a story or something you could share for, for the listeners who are thinking, wow, that's so amazing in terms of your, your kind of how your career has progressed and what you're doing now? Is there something maybe around, you know, reconnecting with your dreams or the not giving up? I don't know. I think there's a couple of things. I think the first thing is if you feel it's right to step away, step away. If in your heart something is saying, I shouldn't be doing this, I should be doing something else, then take that leap of faith because that's what you need to do. Have the confidence to do it. Also, if you know that you're good at something and even if no one said it to you and no one said, or oh, you're a great presenter, or you're a great writer or you're whatever it is, but you know in your heart you are, then chase it, chase it down. Because I always remember before my mum died, 
And it's such a such a, a, a general thing that anybody could say to you. But I remember her saying to me, Helen, whatever happens, have no regrets. Don't ever look back and regret that you haven't done something. Yes. Um, and I think that's so important. And I think so important now in a position where, you know, if you've had a forced redundancy or your job's ended because of this terrible situation we've had or your business hasn't grown, just sit and think about what you're good at, what you can do and what you want to do and, and just go for it. Just try yeah. it. You know, and if you don't get there, like I might never get back into the BBC as a presenter. I might not, but I'm damn well going to have a good go. And yeah. other things will come out because I'm trying to get to that place. And, and if it's audiobooks, then it's audiobooks. Great. You know, so I would just say, take that time, be confident in your ability, know in yourself what you're good at and don't regret. Just don't turn back and say you wish that you'd done something. And also, you know, knowing what I know, you know, my sister died at 49, was one of the most successful people I know in every area of her life. To have it taken away from her so quickly, I just think you really do need to, and it's made me really think about making sure that you try and fulfill any dream that you can. Yeah, absolutely. Such powerful stuff, Helen. I I honestly love talking to you. I think we are such... Uh, on such a similar kind of mindset and, and, and thought kind of process about where we're going in our lives. So it's been absolutely wonderful to talk to you. And, uh, well, I look forward to uh, hearing about the audio book. So if somebody was listening to this, Helen, and they thought, Helen is the perfect person to uh, either present my radio show or to, uh, to voice my audio book, where could they find you? Well, I have a website now. So I have a website with lots of stuff on, lots of videos that I've done, voiceovers, um, examples of books and things. And it's um, Helen Bowden, which is B-O-W-D-E-N, uh, .co.uk. So you can go onto my website and see a lot of the stuff and hear the stuff I've done. And uh, and, uh, and you can there's a contact page there that you can fill in as well. So, um, yeah, have a, go on and have a look and listen. You know, I do a lot of script writing and, and videos for people as well. So I can make a video for your business. You know, I'm doing little bits of marketing here and there. So, yeah, have a little look and um, you never know. I might be hopefully reading your book, Laura, definitely. Yes, definitely. Definitely, Helen. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And uh, I uh, I wish you so much success for the future. And I'm sure I'm going to be hearing you on BBC Radio. You have been listening to the Your Dream or Mind podcast with Laura Cruz. Don't forget to come and find me on social media to see if I can help you to pursue your own dreams. See you next time, my fellow dreamer.